Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. What saved my life was the stage in mm. junior high and, and in high school because when I would go on stage, I could let these colors out, rage and um, any kind of degree of sexuality, that it was not acceptable for a little 12 and 13 and 14, 15-year-old girl. At that time, when I grew up, it wasn't acceptable for a grown woman, much less a child. everyone, I'm Dr. Oz, and this is the Dr. Oz Podcast. This woman who's uh, won two, to- two Academy Award uh, and has also been a three-time Emmy Award winner and two-time Golden Globe winner. Did I get, did I get that all right? I think so. All right. It's hard to keep track. <laughs> <laughs> but I know her best as Sister Bertrill in, uh, in The Flying Nun. And uh, you've made a spectacular career, Sally Fields. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Very happy to be here. We've got so many questions for you, but um, I'm going to start off with uh, you know, the, 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 the big one. You mm-hmm. know, how you actually, and we're going to come back to health issues, by the way. So yeah, good. Those, those of you who are out there <laughs> nervous about how am I possibly going to interview Sally Field, uh, let's talk about how you first got started in the business. Oh, gosh. How did I first get started? It's actually one of those stories that no mother should listen to, and, and, and certainly you shouldn't think this happens to anybody, but... Every now and again, it does happen. I, I had just graduated from high school. I lived in Los Angeles. I, I came from a real working class show business family. Working class means it wasn't necessarily very glamorous. <laughs> but I, I, through junior high and high school, I was always in the drama department. I grew up in this fabulous time in our country when they actually had drama departments and music departments and, you know, all of these great things in schools that we don't have anymore, which is bad. Um, and when I graduated, I wanted to continue acting. I didn't know I should be going to New York. I, I was so naive and, and, and unsophisticated. So I joined this workshop at, uh, which was located at Columbia, used 
studios, use the facilities at night. And mm-hmm. I literally was standing on a corner um, waiting for my brother to pick me up. I was 17. I wasn't allowed to drive at night yet. <laughs> um, my brother had to pick me up. And a casting guy from Screen Gems, which is the television division of of Columbia, came by and asked me if I wanted to come on an interview the next day. Are you kidding me? No, and that it was wasn't it. a pickup line. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't. A bit, but my stepfather did go with before. me to the to the interview the next day, just in case. Uh, and and um, sort of sat there in the, as I went in and read the sides, and then sides being the scene, which I at the time didn't know that's what you called uh, the scene. Um, said you want to read the sides, and I thought the sides, the sides yeah. of what, the right. sides of the building. I, <laughs> But um, I tested and read, read and tested and read and tested, and after many months, then um, I I got my first television series, which was Gidget, right. and that later moved on um, to The Flying Nun, and then later on it, onward into other. Well, as a, as, a, as a little boy, I didn't watch Gidget, but uh, and I didn't have any older sisters, but I think everyone watched The Flying Nun. It was probably across the board. Now, as you, as you went through, as you've gone through your career, you've seen many changes. Um, in this nation and, and, and the expectations we have. And uh, one of these arenas is, is in health. Mm-hmm. And you've done some things actually theatrically as well in this arena. I wanted to actually talk a little bit about Sybil, mm-hmm. which is based on a best-selling book. Actually, you tell me that about it. That was the scariest thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my entire life. Yeah. Worse than The Exorcist. Well, it, it was an interesting time altogether, in, 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 um, certainly in television, but even in even in film, to a degree, uh, it was the 70s. Um, many series were brand new to television. Uh, this was like the second miniseries I think they'd ever done. And they had certainly never done anything that really graphically depicted the effects of child abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly it showed um, a really severely mentally ill person. They have much debate since then of what you actually call this disease, whether mm-hmm. you call it um, multiple personality or, you know, many other names they have for it now. Um, uh, but this was a documented case of multiple personality that really began um, because of her childhood, which was um, really graphic and uh, extraordinary um, child abuse. Mm-hmm. So when we sh- when we did this, and at the at the time it was I think um, three night two nights, so it was um, like four four or, th- or three nights. I forget. Mm-hmm. So it was like four or five hours worth of this, right. and it was an enormous reaction in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, people would stop you on the streets not because you were a celebrity, but because you had affected them so much. We get so many letters from psychologists and psychiatrists who uh, had had pe- people coming in that had never come in before, sort of breakthroughs for people who couldn't verbalize what had gone on to that in their lives. And so, and if you can't verbalize it somehow, you can't get over it. You can't move on. Your, your psyche can't heal. And so it was Certainly, an extraordinary um, experience to to go through it as an actor. Did they did they bring the story to you, or had you read it yourself? They did. I, I they didn't bring it to me. I mean, I I had to test for it. They I was in a transitional part in my life and my career. I had to struggle really hard to get out of the Flying Nun and all of those <laughs> things, you know, and be considered a serious actor. And I had studied long and hard to be that. And when this came to me, um, you know, I really had to fight to uh, be 
obscene. And then I had to just convince them and convince them and convince them, not by saying, please let me do it, but by performing. I, I, I would do you know, scene after scene, test after test after test Mm -hmm. until they said, well, you know, we have to hire her because so far she seems to be the best one. And they did. And um, it was just an incredible experience for me. It must be challenging just to do the acting for that. I I would think that often when you act, uh, you begin to understand the, the person you're acting well enough that you sort of feel like them sometimes. It's absolutely right. I mean, being an actor, um, the worth of it for me uh, and why I've done it for 40 some odd years is because you reach down deeply down inside of yourself using techniques of self-hypnosis, really, Mm -hmm. and how far down and into your subconscious can you go to place yourself in as much as you possibly can in somebody else's shoes and try to be that person with their history and with their um, uh, posture uh, and with the melodies that are going on in their head. And depending upon the quality of the work and the quality of the writing, certainly that matters, you're in some cases always changed. You're irrevocably changed because it becomes your experience Mm -hmm. that you went through. Right. So, for example, in a a case like this, when you when you do the role of Sybil, obviously you you look pretty mentally intact right now. He's wondering if you still have multiple personalities. (laughs) I'm going to step out of the room right now. (laughs) No, go there, go go there. (laughs) But it it must change your perspective on mental health. And I'll Mm. give you the most Mm. concrete example. I think a lot of folks. This is probably changing a bit, but a lot of folks still think that depression is something you just sort of snap out of. Mm. You know, just, you know, move on, come on, yeah. you know, because, you know, we all feel in the dump sometimes, and most of us do move on because it's, re- it's situational depression. But if you're truly a profoundly depressed, you don't just step out of it. No, People who kill themselves don't just step out of it. No. It's like having a broken arm. You're yeah. not going to be able to throw the ball as hard. Yeah. And uh, when, when you play a role of this nature, I would gather because you've actually experienced it yeah. in a way mm-hmm. when you reach down as you beautifully described, it probably gives you insights into what people face who are actually experiencing the problem. Totally, totally. And and there were times when I was doing this um, that it, it was profoundly frightening, I, that I felt um, frightened that I, could, that I wouldn't come out, you know, that I wouldn't be all yeah. right on the <laughs> other side. And, it, and there were times when I actually called my mother to come get me and take me home. You're kidding me. No, I couldn't, I couldn't get, I couldn't go home. I couldn't drive home. I couldn't make it. And, um, many times when we were filming and it, and it was a lot of hours, they, and I was so racked and, 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 you know, emotional and like, uh, where most normal people would go lay down and go, you know, watch TV and get your mind off of it. The actor's task is to, is to, is to keep putting your mind into it. Um, and, one time they said, you know, shall we quit for the day? Shall we quit? I mean, it just was a wreck. And I knew that, no, then was the time to shoot it hmm. because I was so um, raw that I was more like Sybil than I right. would poss- could possibly be because of what I'd already asked myself to do. So, I, I you know, I have learned a great deal about mental, and I care deeply about mental health issues and certainly mental health in this country. And I think most primarily because of 
of some of the roles I've had the opportunity to research and to put myself in. And and I think also because I grew up a very uh, volatile, very emotional little girl in the 50s in a time when little girls weren't supposed to be all those colors. And I felt very uh, imprisoned um, and frightened by that imprisonment. And I think what saved my life was the stage Mm. and junior high and, and in high school, because when I would go on stage, I could let these colors out, rage and um, any kind degree of sexuality, that it was not acceptable for a little 12 and 13 and 14, 15-year-old girl. At that time, when I grew up, it wasn't acceptable for a grown woman, much less a child. Why do you think you were so volatile? You think we all are and some of us just hide it more? I think we have a, a much larger scope of emotionality than uh, most adults uh, allow themselves to feel. I think a lot of our emotional colors get shut down and turned off um, early on in our lives that they're that we shouldn't do that. My grandmother, who was raised in the South, in, in really hard circumstances, whenever I would get angry, she'd say to me, don't be ugly. Hmm. Don't be ugly. Oh, that's great. And, and that was her term for anyone who was mad. And anger is so such a rich part of being alive. If you can't be angry at things and, you know, instantaneously Lisa, Lisa's, flare at them. Lisa's, yeah. Lisa's smiling at me because she's, <laughs> yeah. she's angry at me all the time. <laughs> you got all the time. has to let it out. Need a range of color. A range oh, of angers. A lot, a lot of colors. <laughs> there's a lot of colors. A anger sometimes. You know, I was joking with her mother and she, she actually showed me a side of her that was just like Lisa. And so I look up, I said, you're petulant. And she argued about what petulant meant. I mean, you're irrationally angry. It's just one more color, darling. See? <laughs> there you go. Justifying it. There you go. These are all important. The, all of these colors are important. So it's, it's intriguing that you, you mentioned your grandmother's responses that, you, that she didn't want you to be ugly. Mm-hmm. So uh, emotions are obviously an important part. Dealing with emotions are an important part of any child's maturation. Mm, I think uh, so. You use the stage. Uh, early on, you talked a little bit about how, it's, how our schooling has, has altered quite a bit. We don't have mentors as much as we used to. Mm. Did you have a mentor growing up? No, my my mother. Uh, but I think I don't think she she was a mentor as much as she was a mother. Um, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't really I was I was kind of a, a, an isolated uh, child, and I again I don't know why, except that I was very shy and I didn't know how quite to re, to get on the other side of that. I. I it took me a long time to learn how to step over the, that shy barrier that you feel so, so sharply. So how, how did acting help you cope with these emotions? Was it just through allowing you to express them? Yeah. Or? It was in allowing me to have a place to put them out there so that I could look at them, so that Sally could look at them. And in some ways I would walk back from, and still do it today and go, oh, is that, is that what I feel? Um, <laughs> And without uh, editorializing uh, on myself, my instantaneous colors, my emotions, and uh, the stage allowed me to do that and allowed me to feel worth at the same time. Does some of the roles prove more fulfilling than others, in part because they challenge you or because they allow you to go places that you probably should go but don't want to go? Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, absolutely. I've been so fortunate in my career to have the opportunity to play some of the women uh, that I've that I've uh, had the opportunity to play because they're so rich and they're so different than I, and and they've been raised in different places and their life experience is so different than mine. And my having to be in their shoes has given me so much uh, that I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Talking with Sally Fields today, uh, Sally Fields, well known to all of you in her many acting roles, but she has one other attribute that some of you may not know about. And uh, she's kind enough to share it with us today. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a health challenge mm-hmm. that she's come in contact with. It's uh, a problem that many of you face. Uh, I must say, we, we, we often have celebrities on the program, um, but I'm particularly honored to have you because you're able to take uh, a physical challenge. And uh, it's not just to start with a scar. It's mm-hmm. insight into the, the holistic elements of the illness. There's lots more when we come back. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a Day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We were just kidding. The producers were saying that the, the Lisa and Sally sound the same, so we're going to have you change roles. And, then, <laughs> and, then I, and uh, I, someone said, maybe it was me, that... Uh, oh, maybe. <laughs> that Lisa, <laughs> the other Lisa, person in that chair. Lisa has multiple personalities. I can never tell who I woke up next to. And I said, aren't you lucky? Because it keeps life well, so interesting. You know, he's a Gemini, I, he's and so they get dull. bored. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if I were just one person, it would be, you'd leave me. You know, absolutely. <laughs> well, she actually, I don't know. When you were speaking before this, today's show, but the, 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 this week she was mad at me about something. Or other. I did something bad. Like, I wasn't... I was, a lot of times I get 
she gets mad at me because of things I do, I do in her dreams. That's so not true. Please, Rare, be honest. That has happened, but not yes. a lot. Yes, okay. But sometimes, you know, I, I'm always the bad guy in the dream. I didn't yeah, come, but the dream is probably holding some emotion that she wasn't expressing. Exactly. See, so I just exactly. came out in the class. So exactly. When she, <laughs> the dream happened, she realized what she really felt. And, hey, and so when, when she finally got her hands off my neck, then <laughs> <laughs> she told me that uh, that uh, she finally realized what it was and that I, she, she was deep down nervous that if she stopped getting mad at me and challenging me, uh-huh. that I might not find the, her life with her as exciting. No, no, no. That wasn't what I said. That's what I took away from it. Sure. <laughs> what did you say? This is about Sally, uh, not about us. I think uh, that you, you should, should, you should always should spend this time and you guys should both <laughs> tell me what you feel and maybe I can help you sort it out. <laughs> So what, what, what did you say then? No, I just said that, you know, if I didn't react to what you were doing, you would up the behavior oh, so that's that I, right. until I did ah. get a response. But that's very different from how you interpret well, it. Well, I think so, it's interesting that that's how you chose. <laughs> <laughs> but you well, admit that that's what I said, right? Well, after getting her doctorate degree at Harvard, <laughs> Sally oh, went into full time. All right, so you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're healthy and beautiful as always. And what happened? Just to, to back up, I, I have a really great doctor, something that a lot of people in this country don't have. Mm-hmm. And that's just awful. Um, he really believes in preventative uh, medicines and uh, behavior, put it mm-hmm. that way. Um, and in my history, I have a, a, on both sides of my family a real history of, of osteoporosis. I am, and I am a prime candidate mm-hmm. because I am Caucasian. I am thin. I'm small. Yep. Um, and I was over fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, and the statistics on on women is that one out of two women will experience an osteoporosis-related fracture sometime in their life. It's one out of two. It's so huge. And um, he watched me and watched, was giving me regular uh, bone density tests, which too many women are not getting uh, as a regular thing. But he started on me really in my early 50s. And you get once a year, once every other year? Once a year. Okay. He was giving it me once a year because he was concerned about my bones because Mm -hmm. I have so small, such small bones that I don't have a lot very far to go before I'm in danger. I admit that you're you're thin, but you look fairly muscular. Yeah, well, I work out a lot. I I take care of myself. I exercise. I eat right. I do all of that. Mm. And in most cases, you can do all of that right stuff. Exercise. Take your calcium. Eat in you know incredibly well. Lots of green vegetables and and exercise and pump iron and and do great cardio. But he felt eventually I was going to get osteoporosis. It mm-hmm. was just going to, my genetic condition was just going to catch up with me. And it eventually did, um, right before, before I turned 60. Um, so I'm almost 61. So, it's lit, you know, almost two years ago or something like that, he mm-hmm. said, went from osteopenia to full-fledged osteoporosis in my hip and my spine. And How do you differentiate those two, do you know? Um, it it has to do with the degree of bone loss. One of osteopenia is um, you know a borderline between healthy bone state and an unhealthy bone state. Then when it tips over further into the unhealthy bone state, and uh, they they use a uh, a terminology of of plus and minus. Um, right. You know the the plus obviously and the healthy and the minus obviously the unhealthy. Uh, and I went down in so that I became uh, uh, what would be called osteoporosis in my hip and my spine. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is now now you're in 
this is dangerous now, and we have to decide on a, on a treatment. Um, the good news about osteoporosis is that it is very treatable. Uh, you, but it's silent, and you don't know it's there unless you really are getting bone density tests, and you have either somebody looking out for you like a really good doctor, or you right. know enough to look out for yourself. At the same time I was diagnosed, I was approached by this really great company um, that makes Boniva, which mm-hmm. is what I take, to represent the um, the drug mm. um, so that we could help bring about awareness uh, of osteoporosis uh, um, and the huge numbers that it is. And it's like 18 billion dollars a year in this country is spill, is spent uh, for uh, osteoporosis-related fractures. Yep. And this all could be prevented. It do, we don't need to be spending that amount of money, not to mention the impact on these women's lives or men, because 20% of, of um, diagnosed cases are men. Um, but much fewer men are getting, Lord knows, than the, than the women are getting the bone density tests. And of all the things that can happen to you as you get older, and we know there's a whole lot of things that mm-hmm. that you're going to have to transition into and kind of figure out how to embrace in your life. You don't uh, having weak bones is not one of them. You can treat your bones whether you choose to take Boniva or not. You, there are many other treatments that you talk to your doctor about. There are treatments that are once a day, once a week. Minus once a month, but now they've even come out with a shot that's mm-hmm. once uh, every three months for women who can't tolerate anything digestively. Right. I mean, just to give the listeners a little bit of background, and we were talking with Sally Field about a very common medical ailment, osteoporosis, one that is actually readily treatable as well. The two major ways you can treat it, and by the way, all those preventive things that Sally spoke mm-hmm. of are critically important. And, critically. and osteoporosis starts at age 20. 25. That's when the maximum bone density happens, and especially if you're a, a frail woman. If you have any member of your family that who has osteoporosis, the things that I was talking about with leafy green vegetables, a calcium vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Of course, you need vitamin D to deposit I've, the calcium. Boy, I've learned so much about vitamin D. Isn't that cool? I've learned so much. Uh, I take a massive amount of vitamin D because my body still is having a very hard time absorbing. How much vitamin you take? D. I'm taking uh, four thousand. IU right. International. I, I sort of emphasize that. 4,000 IU is four times what we recommend as baseline. And some right. people have to take... I take it once a, once a week. I only take it once a week, though. I take it on Sundays. Okay. Um, and he's going to check me again because he's hoping that he's trying to get it to, to pick up. My body is not absorbing vitamin D. Why wouldn't you, you take it every day? Uh, not 4,000, but maybe well, 1,000. Well, my, my doctor, what he does is he begins these... When he has to go to a prescriptive medicine, which is when you're taking vitamin uh, D at this level is a prescriptive medicine, he likes to begin it very slowly and then test me and see how is it working rather than starting at the top and working your way down. Right. He likes right. to start at the bottom and work his way up, which sounds like a good idea. Um, he had started me on a, uh, a dose that I was taking every day. And I don't remember that. I don't remember that was like five hundred right a day. That was five hundred a day, and then that was not still not working. So then he moved to the four thousand once a week. Is it and helping? No, I he I have we haven't retested okay. that yet. But I also learned that because it's it's a mixed thing going on here to protect ourselves from the sun, 
we all, I go hiking all the time, but I'm wearing long sleeves and I'm wearing right. hats right. and I don't, I don't want to get, I don't want wrinkles <laughs> and all this and creams. And we need a little sun. We need a little tiny bit of sun every yep. day. And I found out that, that there's, there's like a vitamin D doctor specialists that they prescribe um, a little bit of sun on your legs, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, beginning slowly at 10 minutes um, right. every other day. Right. Um, at the proper times of the day, like, for instance, in the, le- in the afternoon when the sun is not so strong or in the morning before it's too strong. But I didn't know that. I mean, that might have been the reason, partially the reason that... Um, well, vitamin D, besides being essential to absorb calcium and deposit it in your bones, is also the most potent vitamin to prevent cancer. Yeah. So there are many reasons to get the sun exposure. And I agree with your phys- physician and others who are advocating for direct sun exposure. Uh, and most of us who live north of Atlanta don't get enough vitamin D in the winter. It's very difficult to get the vitamin yeah. D because you're yeah. not going to go out in short sleeves and and, 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 uh, and shorts in Minnesota yeah. in January. It's hard it's just, to know how to do yeah, it. Yeah, you won't be off for very long anyway. You'll turn red, but it won't be... It won't be it's windburn, not sunburn I'm worried about. Uh, and, and, but but we have to get sun exposure. The skin plays a very tenuous job, because it's difficult to do, of matching up the amount of vitamin D it wants you to get, so it lets it th- the sun through your to its yeah. border do, but it also wants to protect your body from depleting antioxidants and folic acid. Yeah. So it's a it's a balancing act. I think taking vitamin D for most of us is probably an easier way to go, especially if we're not going to be too attentive to the sun exposure. But but I'm intrigued actually that just on the, you know o- overall that you uh, you seem to like to take or avoid taking pills in a daily fashion. Are you yeah, not good I'm at really it? Really bad at it. Yeah. Very bad at it. Uh, <clears throat> I mean. That's why, obviously, if it, and I and I recognize that I have to take osteoporosis very seriously. Um, I had I've heard these horror stories. You wouldn't believe. I'm sure you've heard them, mm. where uh, you know a woman broke her back because she sat down on a hard bench, right? Because without being diagnosed, she didn't know that her bones were that porous. And I'm very active and. You know, breaking my back would not be good. No. <laughs> it would like really crimp my style. So I realize that I have to take my treatment very seriously with osteoporosis, and I have to do it the rest of my life. So um, my treatment, is, since it's once a month, is easier for me. But it, there are other treatments that work equally as well. And I think there are other uh, medical reasons why you might choose one over the other. That's right. why you really have to discuss it with your just, just to help the listeners for, for a second. So, Boniva and, and similar that's right, healthcare provider, doctor, nurse, whatever, someone whoever. else is helping you. Someone other than just your mother. Mom. Just call mom. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> uh, so, you, you, the, the two classes of pills, and there, there are several that we can talk about, but the two major classes are the, are the ones that slow down the breakdown of bone. Remember, mm-hmm. the bone remakes itself every yeah. seven years. So, it only does that because it knows how to break itself down and knows how to build itself up. Uh, drugs like Boniva are in the category of preventing breakdown of bone, which in theory is great. If you don't take it at the wrong dose so that it doesn't have an effect or you take too much, which actually causes your bone to get sometimes brittle mm-hmm. uh, because it's not quite as mm-hmm. solid because mm-hmm. since it hasn't been remodeled, it needs yeah. to be. Um, then those, and those are first-line drugs. They have the least side effects. They also are the ones that are best tolerated in terms of intestinal side effects and the like. The uh, other family of drugs, uh, and there's one big one in this category, uh, are, are the ones that actually stimulate new bone growth, which you would think, hey, I'll do that too. Mm-hmm. The problem is those drugs are a bit more difficult to administer. They're generally with injections. They're 
um, and they are more prone to side effects, a lot more expensive. And so mm-hmm. they're not the first mm-hmm. line therapy. And then, of course, there's estrogen therapy, which influences a lot more than just your bones, yeah. which is yeah. why they're not as popular. But there are some uh, designer estrogen drugs now because we know that women, while they still have estrogen, seem to maintain bone mass. And yeah. so if you're having terrible problems with hot flashes and other problems around the time of menopause, then that's also a solution for some women. I just wanted to get the drugs out of the category, yeah. out of the out of the box here, because there are a lot of options. And you're absolutely right, Sally. If you, uh, it's probably this is a place you probably shouldn't be self treating. You no. probably you get someone who really is good at this business. Yeah. Who's well, thought would it you through. know if you didn't go to a doctor? Would you have any clue that no, you see, had this? No. See, that's the thing. People say to me, "Well, gosh, I'm so sorry about the diagnose your diagnosis, and and how bad did you feel?" I, I would not have known. I would not have known until I broke something I did not want to break. Uh, And it it was only because I had such a good physician who really was watching this. And I mean, I have other things in my genetic uh, information that I'm going to have to look out for too. And he was giving me what is a great thing to have. And that is an early on baseline bone density test. So he was able to see how fast my bone loss was happening. And although I never would have known, I never would have known. When we come back with Sally, Phil, we're going to talk a little bit about Rally with Sally for bone health. We've got a lot more questions to get to, but first, a quick break. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Take a pause from your to-do list with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Joined uh, by wonderful woman Sally Fields talking to us about uh, how she overcame a problem that many Americans face, men and women. You pointed out 20 to 25% of yeah. men have osteoporosis as yeah. well. 
Um, and it's a it's an ailment that we ignore uh, and not realizing that that uh, I think falls are the sixth most common cause of death. I mean, yeah. We don't think about this much, but you know, people people walking along either they slide on something they sh- they shouldn't have slid on or they just break. Well, it's also if you break your hip or your spine or even Lord knows your leg. In in a lot of cases, your health so deteriorates after that because of other things. I mean, ha- having that condition. Um, and having to try to, um, you know, kick back um, to get it better, it, your health can deteriorate. Yep, you're behind the eight ball anyway because you had osteoporosis and you break something and you're laid up yeah. and for every day you lie in bed, it takes you 10 days to get your strength back yeah. and you're cooked. Yeah. So you created this r- Rally with Sally initiative. Yes. yes. Tell us well, about it. Well, you know, I think this my, my real passion to get this information out there, I think started when they had the whole information... Um, snafu about hormones and mm-hmm. and my generation of women who are happily going down the trail of la di da we're we're taking these hormones and don't we feel good and then they went yikes you shouldn't be taking these all sorts of bad things are going to happen to you and then we were totally confused and mm-hmm. i because i of, of again of of the things in my family's history just said i just, i'm not going to take them i'm not going to take them and i quit and i it, it was awful it was awful to go from happily and comfortably on all these hormones to nothing. Mm-hmm. I really felt like the rug had been ripped out from under me. And and people saying, you know, well, you can do a little of this or a little of that. And I felt like, ah, I don't know what I'm supposed to be <laughs> I doing. I saw a little symbol there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I think that I felt I didn't have enough information. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know where to go to get all the information. And um, so... When this happened to me, and I realized then I had osteoporosis, and I had a good doctor who could tell me this information, and I was learning about it. And then, luckily, the good news for me is that the Boniva people came to me and wanted me to represent them. So it allowed me to all the place to have all of this information from mm-hmm. all of these experts and doctors, and what is it, and how many, and how what do you do? And I, I wanted to be part of a campaign that brought this information out to people. And um, they don't have to take Boniva. Lord knows they can they can take whatever's right for them. But to get the information, to know that you could possibly be at risk, to make sure that there's a bone density test in your health reg- regime, whatever, uh, whatever your regime may be, and hopefully you have some sort of a health regime... <laughs> That you that you get a bone density test and and, and get that information for yourself. Are, are you a good patient? You think? Uh, I think I am a good patient. So get... I don't like being a patient. That's that's the whole. Well, that thing. means that means you're normal. So I <laughs> I try not to be anybody's. Well, I mean, patient. Do, you, do you get your mammograms in a timely fashion? Totally. Pap smears. Totally. All right. So totally. I don't want to be sick because of my own laziness. Um, yes. If I'm going to be sick because God mantra. said that's what I'm that's going to happen to me, then I'll deal with it. But I don't want to feel that terrible regret you must feel that you could have re- prevented it, you could have stopped it, you could have caught it earlier or something. So, so how do folks and this rally with Sally initiative is, I guess, primarily a public outreach initiative. It's a it's a way to get the information out there for women so that they can learn what osteoporosis is. They can go online to www.bonehealth.com mm-hmm. and just really learn what is osteoporosis. Might I be at risk? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I, like you say, if if there are women who are in their twenties or thirties or or 
early 40s, right. which you should you know, already be <laughs> thinking about, you know, getting a bone density test. I mean, how should I be eating? How, how should I bring health? And it's what you do, what your life is. That's why you're so great. How can I Thank bring you. this into my consciousness? And, and um, so I own this. You should always feeling that you're owning, you know, this part of your life. But as you get older, that this this choice to be healthy, mm-hmm. uh, if you can, and then fate, God, whatever you choose to say, right. will take you down whatever path you're going to go down. But the mental attitude of being aggressive about being healthy. Well, you know, you'll get dealt your health cards, but you got to pick the cards up to read them. Yeah. And a lot of times folks don't get the simple things. And I, I found it interesting, actually, that you're talking about a bone density in the same phrases where you're talking about mammograms and pap smears, mm-hmm. because I do think uh, it's right. And I love the mantra, by the way, if, you know, you, you don't want to get sick because you're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. One other thing I want to mention to listeners out there, we've talked about it a bit in the past, but vitamin K2, mm-hmm. which is one of the, the, the vitamins that we, we know are important, for example, for clot uh, yeah. degeneration in bodies. Is, uh, one of those vitamins is actually important in bone building. And we find it in th- things like kefir, you know, some yogurt products uh-huh. have it. Um, and these are all actually you generally well described on the web, but if you don't know you've got the problem, you're not going to pay attention to it. Yeah. And, and these, these myriad of alternative approaches, many of which are very effective. Lisa, what's the one your mother takes bone up? Is that what it's called? Bone, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a multivitamin uh, with, with, with K2 and a bunch of other things in, in there as well. Magnesium. But there are companies actually now they're sort of trying to combine these different supplements that we think are effective. Well, you know, I, in my understanding, uh, if you're, Somewhere down the line, going because it's so strongly in your genetic code, going to get osteoporosis. Probably eventually you're going to get it. But what you want to try to do is keep that from happening as long as you possibly can before, right. quite honestly, you have to go on any medication or any treatment. Absolutely, absolutely. And a lot of women don't realize that cigarette smoking, alcohol oh, well, consumption in high doses when you're young, these are things that actually waste away the bone mass. Waste away the bone. High protein diets probably play a role too. So the, the, the process is, well, and it's, by the way, it's, these are not bad things to do. I mean, it's probably good for you. To They're, smoke? No, to, to, not, <laughs> to, stop, to stop smoking. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but the things you have to do to prevent osteoporosis are good for you anyway. So it's not like yeah. you're stopping smoking in order to avoid osteoporosis. You're stopping smoking because you shouldn't smoke. Well, and you by the way, I told you my grandmother said, don't be ugly. I mean, yeah. don't be angry, be ugly. I say, don't <laughs> smoke, you'll be ugly. <laughs> be ugly. But it, uh, you know, it, that, that phraseology comes up a lot. I, by the way, I love this. I'm going to remember the ugly phrase because we have one of our four kids does that sometimes. And she fusses. She, she fusses and she gets ugly. It's not <laughs> it's true. Color, my grandmother was wrong. It was an, she wasn't using that as a, as so, a so let's talk example. So let's talk about mothers and grandmothers for a second. So there's a, a quote here I have. This is from uh, the Emmy you won for outstanding lead actress. Um, and, uh, and let's face it. If the mothers rule the world, there will be no wars in the first place. Yes. Uh, we've talked a lot about hormones and, and how women and men think differently. Talk mm-hmm. to me about the role of women in leadership. Well, actually, when I said that, I, I believe that that could be male or female. I do think that there are, you don't have to be only female to have the sensibilities of what I mean about mothering. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think what I mean by mothers, I mean they are the people whose primary um, focus is on children, who, um, who their priorities in their life are the the lives of their children. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 affects how you see the world, um, how you how you face uh, conflict, 
Um, it has been it is a proven fact that if you go into the villages in Nepal or wherever, when women are uh, given some kind of empowerment, and that doesn't mean that they have to rule the men. Mm-hmm. It means they come to the table in any way in their community uh, in, 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 in an empowered way, in decision-making way, that the whole village is changed economically, environmentally, educationally, health-wise, mm-hmm. that women bring with them, um, and mothers bring with them a, a different sensibilities and whether it, it, it is inherent in who they are or, or is it because when you give birth to something or you hold a little creature that is your responsibility, be you male or female, and you spend that amount of selflessness and caring for it day and night and right. worrying about it and wiping its nose and its bottom and, <laughs> and feeding it and caring more about it than you care for yourself, that it changes you and it changes how you approach life and the world. And I, I do believe that if mother, mothers ruled the world, there would be no war. You express it beautifully, and I thank you for doing that. And I think you speak for many. I'm sure a lot of the listeners out there just heard you say that and say, darn right. So why is it we can't do that? I mean, why don't we have, in fact, we seem to beat out the maternal instincts out of many female leaders. And mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't it certainly get endorsed. You know, there aren't a lot of male candidates for president who cry a lot <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and feel empathy for the, mm-hmm. for the sanctity of life in this. Because yeah. you know, it's a miracle. Right? When that child it, is first in your hands and you see them breathe, I mean, you couldn't build that. You couldn't create that. It, it, you know, it confirms your recognition that there's stuff out there besides you and your little myopic perspective on the planet. I, I think that we must, there must be a way to elevate um, our, how we behave as human beings. Uh, it has been done in other places when you look at how Nelson Mandela handled the trials that went on after apartheid. Right. was astonishing. And he was behaving like a mother. And he brought together the victims and the perpetrators mm. in this incredible um, ceremony of forgiveness. And it was a way of not punishing, but of healing. And that is a mother's uh, attitude mm-hmm. um, to not uh, extinguish their children when there there is an um, altercation, mm-hmm. but to figure out how to heal it and how to be better for it and how to move on and 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 um, the too many countries are we're in a childhood schoolyard mentality uh, like a grammar school mentality of you know let's just beat the holy hell out of the next guy because he hurt my feelings. <laughs> You know, he took my ball and I want it back. I mean. Well, once you finish Rally with Sally for Bone Health, what, what, is there going to be a rally with Sally for, <laughs> for you know, for, for being mothers? And by the way, I, I love that idea that you don't have to be a, a, a female to be a mother. No. I, so, so I, I mean, Lisa and I talk about this all the time because, the, uh, and she's argued, I think, with a lot of merit that it's probably one of the best things we could do to change the planet for the better is to go into troubled areas and empower women. 
one of the things that seems to be uniformly present in areas of the world where there's a continual conflict and no real resolution in sight is that it's overwhelmingly male-dominated and women are subjugated. Women are completely yeah. eliminated. They don't count as part of the population. Their yes. lifestyle. And in, most, in many cases, tortured and uh, not allowed to get an education. Or It's pretty astonishing. So what's your epithet going to say? When, when, when you only get like five words on, on your tombstone, what's it going to say? She made the place better. She was a good mother. Oh, gosh. What would my tombstone say? Um, gee whiz, I guess. Gee whiz, I guess. You don't have to say that. <laughs> that tombstone. That doesn't was... fit well at all. I don't, How I, do you spell I just, G? I, I think it would be just... Boy, that's hard to figure out what it would say. That's a mean one, Mehmet. First of all, this Come is on. okay. First of all, I'm trying to answer a question that isn't true. I don't want a tombstone. Oh, you don't? No, well, that's a I, good start. I don't want to take up any space like that. I want to be scattered someplace wonderful. Well, in the I trees. want that too, and you will. At least it will not let me do that. Lisa says that I, I'm I control going first. You can do whatever you want. I want to be scattered in the trees. I don't want to be in the ground like that. I want my I want my kids to come and my grandkids to come visit those trees periodically and talk to me. I want them to come talk to me. It would just be come talk to me. <laughs> Somebody come talk to me. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. 
Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.